Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the honor of interviewing one of my dear friends, Misty Lone. Misty is the founder and president behind More Than Just Great Dancing, a licensed dance studio affiliation program. She started her original business, Misty's Dance Unlimited, at the age of 21. It was named the top 50 studios in the nation by Dance Spirit Magazine. Misty has also authored over 100 articles and written an Amazon number one best-selling book, One Small Yes. I've had the chance to mentor and to get to know Misty over the past 10 years. Our families have become very close as well. I can't wait to share more of her story with you. Let's tune in. We have an interesting friendship that goes back over 10 years. Would you like to tell the audience how we met? So I'm at a CEO training event with a man named Darren Hardy, who has since become a mentor to both of us. And there is a speaking competition. It's the first time that I'm meeting Dave, and we we each give our talks. I gave my level best, but Dave got up there and gave a talk that started up with stand up and now sit down. And we all obeyed, sat down, and he said, if you can do that, you're wealthier than I am. And I've had all of this business success. And he went on to tell us about you know, what he has endured in order to get back his health and, you know, to just the grit that he had to get to where he was. And we were all in awe, but he came up to me afterwards and said, you know, Misty, you played from your ambition. I played from my experience and I I didn't prepare. And it's clear that you did. And you really pushed me and I, I see something in you. I'd like to be your mentor. And I said, yes, absolutely. And you said, only have one requirement, do something with what I share. And hopefully, Dave, I've done that and some more. I was blown away by Misty's preparation for the eight-minute speech. Because I had 60 years of speaking experience, I decided I didn't need to prepare. But Misty had spent hours preparing. All of a sudden, I thought to myself, you know, just because you're successful, that doesn't give you the right to just wing it. Misty inspired me with her preparation, so I offered to mentor her. I often get approached by people saying, you have such success, will you mentor me? In most cases, I say no. Number one, I don't have unlimited time. But number two, I've found in the past that most people just give you lip service. And it's not mentoring, it's the execution of the mentee. I mentioned to the class that that evening after the cocktail party, if anybody wanted to know about franchising, that my CEO, Adam Contos, and I would go to the bar and buy drinks and lecture. And so every member of the class was enthralled. I believe we spoke until one o'clock in the morning. The thing I, I, I remember that's most remarkable is I went to bed. And the next morning we got up and we met at eight o'clock with uh, all the students. And Misty had taken pages and pages of notes. She typed them up overnight, put them in logical sense of order, made copies of them, and passed them out to the entire group. So you didn't get any sleep that night, which was pretty interesting. And yet everybody had a takeaway of written notes. And at that point, I realized this is a very driven person. As I got to know Misty, I learned more about her incredible story. Like me, she started her business in her 20s with just a dream 
and her determination to be successful. Pretty much. I thought I wanted to be a dancer. In fact, I had auditioned for a school called the Elvin Ailey American Dance Center in New York. It's just a world-class company. I'd gotten a spot in their training program. I went to see their company in Madison, Wisconsin at the Overture Center, and I just had this feeling in my heart that the classroom would be my stage instead of the stage being my stage. So I remember going back home, calling the Ailey School and saying, I'm not coming. I'm going to open a dance studio. And I don't know if I had just turned 20 or was just about to turn 20, but I barely, barely out of high school at this point. I remember telling people in my hometown that's what I was going to do. And they really thought that I had lost some version of my mind. Why would you give up this opportunity to go study in New York and instead stay home to teach or to have a dance school? But I knew it was my calling. And all these years later, we just opened up our 25th season of Misty's Dance Unlimited. And now we have these almost 300 studios that are following our lead and having this impact on kids all over 38 states and seven countries right now. No matter what type of business you're building, there will always be obstacles. People may not believe in you or your idea. You may not know where to begin, but that's not a reason to give up. I wanted to know what challenges Misty had to overcome in her pursuit of success. Well, the first problem was I had no business experience, and I had no business, honestly, opening the business of a dance studio. I was a Spanish major. I thought, career-wise, I would be a Spanish teacher after my dancing days were done. So getting into the world of business with only the dance skill set and a Spanish language skill set wasn't exactly a recipe for business success. So I had to figure out how I was going to backfill my lack of knowledge. Even before I understood the power of mentorship, I understood the power of getting experts around me. So that was hiring an attorney and an accountant. And then I started reading. I got Success Magazine. That's how I was introduced to Darren Hardy, which eventually led me to be introduced to you. I would attend seminars, even with the dance. I didn't go to college for dance. So when I would attend seminars and conferences for dance, I was always taking notes in the back and always going home to practice. So for me, not coming in with a business background was a serious challenge, but I do think it became somewhat of a competitive advantage for me because I never took anything for granted. I knew that if I was going to do this well, I had to seek the knowledge, I had to learn, I had to put that time and energy and ambition in, and I had to stick with it. Over the years, Misty's business continued to grow. Her dedication to learning and self-development led to our chance encounter. I wanted to help Misty expand her influence beyond what she had dreamed. I looked at that franchise model, and while franchise itself wasn't the right fit for me at that time, I settled on licensing. And what we did to expand from one unit to almost 300 was, we said, let's take the best out of our studio locally here in Wisconsin and make those resources available on a licensing model. And that's what we do. So we, we it's more than just great dancing, affiliated studios. And now these studio owners have access to the training resources, the curriculum, the best practices that we have in our studio. And they're using that to advance their own causes in their communities. And it's it's been a beautiful journey. Those affiliated studios now serve about 100,000 kids a week. And uh, that's the kind of leverage and exponential impact that I was dreaming about when I first met Dave. One thing I've always appreciated about Misty is her commitment to her faith, her family, and the community. As a dedicated philanthropist, she's been given the Pope John Award for Distinguished Service by Viterbo University and the Philanthropy Award from the Red Cross. She continues to leverage her success to make a difference. I find that to be very commendable. 
They say it takes a village to raise a child for a reason because it wasn't just my parents. It was the caring teachers and the coaches and the librarian making sure I wasn't getting in trouble and the person at the pool and the store. It really, where I grew up, took a village to raise a child. I want to make that environment better. I want to continue to make La Crosse, Wisconsin a great place to live and to work and to raise our kids. But that's the community level. I want to go down to the individual level. When I was coming up through my dance training and through high school, I had so many individuals who reached out to offer scholarships or to help pay for classes or to help me fill out a college application. Without these individuals who literally looked at me and said, I see something better for you. And I'm going to give a very specific shout out to the librarian. She came up to me in the hallway at high school and she said, no, we have a good program. It's, uh, it's for kids who are smart, but they don't get good grades. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a challenge, but I'm going to come check that out. So she identified there was something in me that even though my circumstances would not have pointed towards success, that she saw something in me. So without one person seeing one thing in somebody else, maybe I would not have been a first-generation college student, and maybe I would not have been on the path that I am and would not have met you or have been able to have this impact on all of these different dance studios. So... Yes, at the community level, I want the community to be strong, a great place to live and work and raise kids. But I want the individuals to see somebody who cares enough to pay it forward to the next person. So with all this tremendous success, what contribution have you done that you're most proud of? It's actually inside my own family. So the divorce rate for choreographers in America is the highest of any career. I don't know if that's because we're passionate artists or because we're working second shift and crazy hours, but the fact that I've been able to build what we've been able to build and we've held our family together and we've raised these solid young adults who are all pursuing their own gifts and talents, for me, there's, there's no greater success. There's no business success, no financial success, or even community giving success that would eclipse what uh, I'm so proud of is just is, is looking at my kids growing up and the people that they're becoming. I know a lot about you and your family. I understand how close you are to your children and your husband. I understand how you spend private blocks of time with each one of your children, not as children as a group necessarily, that each one feels very loved by both you and Mitch. And how do you balance it all with five children I understand you wanted a dozen. Mitch said no. But how do you, you, okay, so you cut them off at five. How do you balance this kind of a lifestyle with building a virtual empire? I've kind of given up on the word balance, and instead I'm going for harmony and just how can I get these different pieces of my life to make something beautiful that makes sense. And that means each piece has to be able to stand on its own. So, for example, I took Ben, our youngest, on a road trip for Route 66 last year. We rented a car, went from Chicago to L.A. That was nine days, just Mom and Ben. And the memories that we'll have of that will last for a lifetime, but there was no balance during that time. I was not present at work. I was not present for my other kids. That was the exact opposite of balance. I was just all in. So I think one thing I try to do is I'm trying to get harmony in my life is wherever I am, I'm all in. You know, right now I'm all in, right here, phones off. But when I leave after work, I'm going to shut down email and then I'll be with my family or with a particular child. So that's what's really been helpful to me is kind of scrapping this idea of balance and going all in wherever I'm at. Over the years, Missy and I have shared many conversations 
We've also made lots of memories together with our families. I wanted to know what part of collaborating together impacted her the most. I love hearing the stories of how you started everything and anything. You know, I think it's easy to look at what you've achieved and what you have now and maybe look at where I am in my career and say, well, that gap's just too great to, to cross. You know, I could never do or be what Dave has achieved. So I, I love to listen to you and tell the stories about the early franchises and the battles that you faced and uh, when you were going into either new markets or even new areas of interest. Because for me, I feel like that's right where I am right now. You know, I am still, for what we've accomplished, I still feel like I'm very much in breaking ground phrase. Like we're breaking ground and we're planting and we're building and we're figuring it out. So I love those stories. But here's the cool thing for anybody who's listening. Those are not just stories from 40 years ago. Dave is continuing to break ground. Dave's continuing to plant. He's continuing to nurture. So yes, I can learn about a story from Remax's early days, but he's building and breaking ground and planting right now. So I just, I love learning from those early entrepreneurial stories, and I love that they're still happening today. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show. I hope Misty's story inspires you to chase your dreams with determination and passion. If you would like to follow Misty online, you can find her at mistyloan.com or on any social channels at mistyloan. Until next time, remember, everything in life worth having takes a little ambition and grit.